0: i'm your host jeff woods uh this is a little bit of a different episode because i am joined today by kaylin less who regularly co-hosts the show with me as well as mr jay Papson.
1: hey folks happy to join the party today
0: so we're, we're recording this right after wrapping up the virtual couples goal-setting retreat so the three of us are in seattle right now we just got out of the studio Facilitating it, and it was quite the experience. And we wanted to to record this episode because uh, we're having a lot of thoughts, just in terms of what it looks like when life throws you curveballs, and you kind of have to reinvent the way that you work. What that looks like, and we've had a lot of lessons throughout this weekend that we wanted to share with you because we think it'll bring value
2: to you. Yeah, it's been such a
3: rich weekend. I can't—the I, words to describe it, I can't quite because my body's still buzzing. It was such an exceptional time to really connect with our community and to talk about the future and be empowered by it and have a plan to really accomplish big goals. So, I just want to start by sort of walking it back and why we—why we're even doing this. So, Jay, what, what did we do this weekend?
1: Um, well, we always tip the hat to my wife, Wendy, um, who 14 years ago invited me to get out of the house, get away from the kids and get on the same page. And at that time, she just Googled a bunch of questions. And we set off and basically just went through the questions and set a few goals for the next year. And we've just built on that process. For the last four years, we've been facilitating it together um, for our community and people who are fans of the one thing using a lot of the one thing process. So it's just a chance for Couples and also individuals to step out of their daily lives, um, get on the same page with the people that matter most, including themselves, about where they're going and why.
3: Yeah, it's been an annual tradition since I've been part of this team that we've done it with our community. And it's literally the highlight of every year. Not only do we get together in the same room and connect and talk about the future, but people are empowered to make big changes in their life. And we get to see them each year and they share that with us. So it's, uh, it's just this incredible feedback loop where we get to celebrate wins together and work through challenges. And this year was different, wasn't it, Jeff?
0: It was, I mean, this is one of the most important parts of the business. It's for a business that's about impact, it's, it's one of the highest ways that we impact people. And when COVID hit, I mean, literally the way that we do it went out the window. And I mean, Kaitlin, you asked a really interesting question, which is, is this something that we can live without this year? Or is it so important that we have to figure out a new way to do it? And that was an easy decision for us. We have to figure out a new way to do it, even though we weren't really clear how that was going to come across. I mean, this is the first time we've ever had to do something at this scale, virtually. Had to figure it out.
3: Yeah, I felt really convicted that a year could not go by, that we did not connect. Even though in the past, we had gotten together in the same room physically, this year we had to come up with a new strategy because getting together in some way was better than not getting together at all.
1: Mm -hmm. You're always really conscious of the community aspect, right? That we have people that are with us day in and day out in the one thing community. And it's really hard to build a community when you can't actually connect and get together. And so um, I know that that's been like going a year without that was going to be a steep challenge and people really look forward to it. The chance, even the people who know the material, they know the drill, they want to gather with people on the same journey so they can support each other and learn from each other.
3: Well, and you know, the thing is that as we started to really churn on this idea, I started to really get inspired by the fact that While we couldn't get together in Austin, Texas, this was actually an opportunity to get together and to connect with so many more people that didn't have the luxury of hopping on a plane and coming to Texas. So, I mean, my brain kind of cracked open in the sense that I was just so inspired by this could be bigger than it's ever been. And we can serve more people in a more in a really authentic way.
0: Yeah. And and it was good. Kind of cool, because we're used to seeing about you know, 200, 250 people in a room for this. And this weekend, when you add up all the people that were there, we were probably close to 900. And that represents half of the people so far, because this was the couples retreat. This upcoming weekend is the retreat
1: for individuals and teams, which is the same size of contingency. And we had po- people tuning in from all over the world. I know yeah. we had one person in Australia. We had a couple tuning in from Israel. We had people from Europe, um, Turkey, Turkey. I mean, we just kept seeing it. So it did expand it. And it's also kind of interesting. Sometimes couples, I think, I think we're going to get some feedback that some people really enjoyed being able to be in a private place where they could just put their computer on mute and have a really frank conversation. I know some people missed being together in the room together. I think some people also probably benefited. The experience was better for them because they got the facilitation to go through the process but they also had a little bit, maybe even more privacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, one of the other opportunities that we had with this virtual platform is that usually we do one retreat and we focus it on a couple's retreat. So this, it's the origin story of it. It's how it started with Jay and Wendy. So we've honored that tradition while also serving other people from individuals and teams because the framework is the same no matter what. And this year we get to do two weekends and to, we just finished focusing on couples and then next weekend, we're going to talk to individuals and teams. So it's just such a cool, it's just such a cool thing that we get to speak to different speakers and have new perspectives with that same framework.
0: Yeah. So the reason we wanted to record this episode is is one, um, COVID definitely threw us a curveball this year in our business, and just like all of you listening to this, we had to figure out which way was up and put new plans in place. And there have been some surprising um, gifts or silver linings, if you will, that I think even when there's a vaccine and we're able to go back to in person, there are going to be some things that we don't fully go back to the old way because the new way is even better. And
1: we want to talk about some of that. Yeah, I think that's a lesson a lot of us have learned over the last you know eight or nine months, that some of the things that we're doing differently, we want to keep doing differently.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, for... I know for a lot of people, when they think about going on this process, especially if it's with a significant other, there's hesitation because most of us, if we have a significant other, they are not a goal setter. One of the the two is not a goal setter and there can be some real hesitancy there. And one of the things that stood out to me this weekend was um, the way we facilitate this because we design very purposeful questions um, that are designed really to create connection and safety that the number of people that came pouring out saying, "Hey, we've had some of the best conversations we've ever had." I had antis- I had might have had some anxiety coming into this, but wow, I feel so connected.
3: So, let's talk about a little of the details that went down this weekend because we had some amazing guest speakers. We mm-hmm. had some amazing insights. What was your biggest highlight, Jeff?
0: Oh, I think for me it was it was the scale. You know, one of my core values is impact and to realize that This allowed us to exponentially deliver a higher impact than when we just did it in person and seeing how well it worked. There were some things that it worked even better virtually than when we were in person.
1: I'll throw out there, most of the time when we've done this, we facilitated it in person and you get a lot of direct feedback feedback. And you also get to use a lot of body language and elbow grease to kind of get your ideas across. And so I think that this forced us to be a lot clearer about the process. So I actually had ahas in the design of the full day and uh, day one and day two and how we started in a very intimate setting where people got to have a very private one-on-one conversation with each other. And then we started building on a foundation of helping them understand what their core values were as individuals, and then as a group, as a couple, right, as a partnership, identifying their areas of strength and opportunity. Like there's this kind of warm-up phase, like we're all stretching out before a big game, but we're doing some stuff that's actually groundwork that really, really matters. And then we started moving through the, I mean, the classic part is the thought-provoking questions, where it forces you to go broad and talk about stuff um, that you might just not talk about very regularly. Um, one of the comments I shared with you that someone posted on Facebook, you can you read yeah, that? It was, I thought it was a great it, comment. It was from Jessica and Hani. She shared that funny
0: how even though we've been home together nonstop for at least eight months, this retreat was so necessary
1: to communicate our goals and our dreams. Yeah, one of the guests y'all brought to the table was Susan Scott, the author of Fierce uh, Conversations. And the thing that I t- took away is how do we have the conversations that we just don't have? And there are all of those things that are under the surface, and actually keeping them under the surface doesn't help, does it? No, it doesn't. But giving us a safe place where we can start to broach those conversations um, allows us to kind of get into a different space in the relationship. Um, and then we did the rest of it—you know, someday goals, five-year goals, one-year goals—and then putting them on a calendar. But to me, the emotional groundwork that we did at the beginning, um, so many people just said, I feel more connected. I feel more connected. I feel more connected. That was like the theme of the day. And that connection allowed them to do things differently and set different goals and have different aspirations for their 2021. Yeah.
3: Yeah, my, the favorite thing that Susan shared was when she talked about our relationship, like when you get a new house and you have a house and it can have everything that's, it can be brand new build new construction, everything's perfect. And even when you're living in that house, like it requires maintenance. Even when everything's going well, you have to take care of it. And so when we think about our relationships, rather than looking at like, oh, this is broken or this needs to be fixed, it's really just start a new approach of saying, how can we reinforce this and strengthen this consistently so that we can have a strong relationship moving forward?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a huge shift. And also when Gary talked about, um, we actually got Gary Keller on an interview and he talked about, goal setting and habits. And I, I shared with him like he's the biggest thinker that I know personally. And I asked him about his wife Mary and is, is she a goal setter and is she a big thinker? And he said, oh heavens no. And he said, I don't need her to be like me. I need her to save me from myself. <laughs> and and understanding it was it was this shift. I could I could feel it energetically for people to realize, oh my gosh, I've been trying to make my significant other like me. And they don't need to be like me. They need to save me from myself. And Gary even said, it took me a while to recognize the gift that was in front of me. The fact that we are, by definition, opposites in many cases is the gift. But instead of saying, hey, be more like me, do it my way, to actually look, how can that thing that's creating conflict actually be the catalyst for connection?
3: A great example of that was we have a couple in our community, Jenny and Mark. And when they went through the exercise of discovering their core core values, they discovered that Jenny's was efficiency and Mark's was fun. And in theory, those two things can feel like they conflict. And in the past, sometimes they had. But by discovering that together, they now had a newfound superpower where they could apply those core values with purpose. And it gave their relationship and the way that they approach things just rocket fuel.
1: Jenny was so charming too. She's like, how lame is it to have your number one core value be efficiency? (laughs) Who wants to be married to efficiency? I know, especially when the other guy is like, Mark is fun, fun and efficiency, get together. It's not exactly like PB&J, right? (laughs) Um, But what I love what he said is that's actually how she expressed her love, right? She brought efficiency to all of their house and what they did together. And sometimes, you know... I think the things that sometimes we fall for are something others will also be the things that bug us later, right? And we forget that, that initially that was some of the charm, the differences, Mm -hmm. and getting a new appreciation and perspective on that is important. Yeah. And that was one of the other things that
0: that I got a lot of value from this year is, especially because it was virtual, we had the ability to spotlight more of our members and and elevate more people. It's it's not just about you and I being on stage. It was actually about other people rising up and showing leadership because that was very much in the forum. The things that people got most out of them, like that Mark and Jenny conversation, a lot of people, that was the highlight for them.
3: So the other thing that's just discovery as we were there, like we always talk about goal setting as a muscle. And for a lot of people, this is the first time they ever flexed that muscle. So talk a little bit about that process, Jeff.
0: It was, and this was what was really evident um, when we walk through what this process looks like from get clear on your core values so that you have a compass for your decisions, cast a vision for your life someday from now and set someday goals and then set reverse engineering five-year goals, one-year goals. Do you need to create a one-page business plan called a GPS? Does that flow to your 411 so that you can time block your priorities? When people see that whole thing, it can be overwhelming, especially at the beginning and and the biggest aha for me watching people interact with with the material was how you can just start small just starting by saying let me develop the muscle of taking something that's important someday and reverse engineering it to a 5 year goal to a 1 year goal down to what i need to focus on this month this week it doesn't have to be perfectly accountable specific measurable it's it's
1: more just getting the practice at thinking that way there's no, there's no part of our society, there's no part of our culture that focuses on doing these things. You know, the closest that I can think of is people set New Year's resolutions, which is hardly the same thing. They might be thinking about that, and a lot of that's focused around the, the energy at the beginning of the year. But really stepping back and kind of looking at the big picture, that probably whether you do all the work or not, just taking the moment to pause and get a new perspective is a lot. Um, I was going to say, this is our fourth time doing this. Yeah. When you talk about progress, we could see all the first year people asking lots of questions, wondering if they were doing it right. And then we have people like Pam and Paul and some of the other community members that have been coming every year. And to hear them support other people in the group, like, because we had some breakouts and to hear them coaching other people, like, oh, they're just like three years into it or that person's four years into it. It's amazing how much progress you can make. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the think big, go small,
0: trust the dominoes will fall. The, we've been doing this long enough to actually see what happens when you make this part of your annual rhythm. So if you haven't yet made it part of your annual rhythm, it's a great time to start because you'll get one attempt under your belt this year and next year, it's going to get a little bit more comfortable. And by year three, year four, I mean, you, you really change the way not only you view your time, but how to have the relationship with your goals. We're recording this because, you know, naturally we finish the couples retreat, and we're asking the question: What? How do we set ourselves up for success for this upcoming weekend? Because this upcoming weekend is going to be the virtual retreat for individuals and teams, which we know data shows that about half the people that have signed up showed up signed up as couples. Half of them signed up either as individuals and teams. So we know half of you who are listening to this right now are going, "I don't have a significant other." We know. But this is where, why we're so excited about the weekend that's coming up, because we get the chance to to serve all of you. Well,
3: and a lot of people, it's been so fun to hear they're doing a double-decker back-to-back weekend. People that started this weekend are coming this next weekend to, A, really just sink their teeth into some of the work that they started this first weekend, while also getting to see the new speakers that are joining us and to see a new perspective. Because while the framework is the same, the questions shift depending on the relationships you're focusing on.
1: No, I love that. I mean, that was something that I thought was really nice about the way the team designed it. So if you couldn't make the first weekend, you could show up the second weekend and still benefit from all of the recordings from the first weekend and vice versa. Because I did see some individuals there today jumping ahead. They were getting a head start. And we do know a lot of couples and some people that were texting us were gonna jump in now so that they could take advantage of this coming weekend. Yeah, yeah. So this upcoming week, we, we have
0: two people that we're bringing in as guests. One is Keith Cunningham, who hands down, one of the, the most downloaded episodes we have. If you scroll through the feed and find Keith Cunningham, just mic drop after mic drop. He's, Gary said that he believes Keith is one of the most important business minds of our time. And he is specifically talking about Uh, goal setting, especially after having major setbacks, because he certainly has had them. So he's going to be sharing that. And for those of you Dave Ramsey fans out there, we also have Chris Hogan coming in to talk to us about what does it look like to get control of your finances when your financial world may have been turned upside down. And so that is going to be happening this coming weekend. And then we have the chance to help all of you who are individuals and teams go through this process of getting clarity on what your core values are, actually pausing and casting a vision for what you want your life to look like. That was, that was such a common theme in the, in, the, in the forum of people talking about, I really just needed this time to pause mm-hmm. and ask these questions and get
1: that clarity. And there's a lot of people who've created a lot of change. When you talk about Chris Hogan next weekend, and one of the groups I was a part of, um, I think we heard Jill share it later today, like three different people in a group of, there were only uh, six couples in that group. Three different ones had someone who'd put their job and two other people had decided to launch a business. Like in retrospect, like if I could plan any year to launch a business, would it have been last year? <laughs> no, but like sometimes life just does that to you. And they also made a choice to switch careers at a really difficult time. Um, I think that's great when you can have people like, you know, Keith Cunningham or Chris Hogan there to kind of help you make better business planning decisions and also that was probably the more conversations around finances and wealth getting people on the same page around that and feeling comfortable talking about it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The other thing we've got going is not only are we talking about how do we set those goals, but Gary's coming back and he's talking about habits and what are the habits that make those goals possible. Mm -hmm. And it's so, man, listening to him speak about habits is so inspiring because it takes these big goals and it breaks them down into small actions that you can do consistently over time so that those big things become so much easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys, for those of you that are already signed up, there are so many of you we cannot wait to engage with you because we know what happened this weekend and we can't wait to bring it to you this coming weekend. And for those of you if you're interested in checking it out, go to the one thing dot com slash set my goals. And that's with the number one in the URL, the one thing.com slash set my goals. And um it'll ask you what type of goal setter are you? Are you setting it as a couple? Are you setting it solo or as a team? Select any one of those and you can see how you can join us this upcoming weekend. It is Now that we have actually delivered it virtually, I can wholeheartedly say, I think this will be one of the best investments you could possibly make in yourself this year. And you might get to see
1: Jeff jump rope on camera. (laughs) That did happen.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a couple times, actually. (laughs) Well, and the other thing, if you're feeling like, man, this last weekend sounded so awesome, I wish I could have made it. The great thing is that we're recording all of these sessions and that they will be available to attendees through the end of this year. So if that's something you're interested in revisiting, and if this weekend is tricky for you to join us live, like those recordings will be available so you can time block your retreat and you can go through it on your own time.
0: Yeah. like My executive assistant, Andrea, said, hey, I really want to do this, but she couldn't do this weekend and she can't do the next weekend with her kids. And she's like, no, but I've got the following weekend time blocked and she's going to be going through the recording soon.
3: Well, and the three of us even, you know, we're busy facilitating during these weekends. Yeah. So Brent and I, we're actually next weekend, we're doing ours um, right after we finish this. So I'm just so excited to share a lot of the things that we did live with him as well.
0: I was telling Jay before you, you got up here, I just got off with Amy, my wife. And last year when she tried to do the core values, it was really hard for her. She couldn't get that clarity and it really frustrated her. But she was watching yesterday and today back in Denver and she finally had the breakthrough on what she thinks hers are. And like all these things that have been causing frustration in her, she finally realized they were core values. And now she's like, but wait, now I get it. This is why I do these things. And it all all made sense to me. I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I get it.
3: How special is that? And even I just want to sink my teeth into that because- sometimes these ideas that we cover during the retreat, they take some time to sort of incubate and mature in your brain mm-hmm. and in your heart because the, and the foundations that you lay in during this retreat, you'll have breakthroughs, not just during the weekend. They will come weeks, months in, the, in advance that you will get to yield the benefits from this experience.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And here's the thing that I think one final theme that I'll share is that even though the retreat ended for the couples today, It really was just the beginning because every single person said great now i have the foundation now i have the framework and they are now saying great i'm going to revisit these thought-provoking questions i'm going to bring these on our date night we're going to revisit the things that susan scott had to share and it just it gave them something to now have a relationship with they would build the relationship with each other
1: yeah we saw a lot of them make that commitment and that makes me really happy the intention not just to make this an event but they're starting a new ritual in their relationship with their goals. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, we,
0: we, we're we about to sign off, but we, we felt compelled to press record and share this with you because we're coming off the mountaintop. We're super jazzed right now and so pumped for for next weekend. We hope that you'll be able to join us because uh, <laughs> we know what's in store and it's, it's super exciting. If this episode has brought value to you, who's somebody that you know that needs to hear it, would you share it with them? And if you are not yet subscribed to the One Thing Podcast, press the subscribe button. And here's why. All future episodes will automatically get downloaded to your device so you'll never miss a thing. And if this episode did strike a chord with you in a positive way, please consider leaving us a rating and review because it helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time so you can achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.